Sarah Hathaway, what is your major compliment for BMX Bandits? The fashion. Oh, you jacked mine. Oh no! Well, it's it's so obvious. Yeah, and it makes it easy to keep to keep track of them because one is always in red and one is always in blue, and one is a girl. Yeah, and one is a girl except the stunt double, which I'll get to later. <laughs> yeah, male stunt double. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go next, sort of similarly about what they're wearing. Safety, you guys. All of these BMX bandits had helmets, face masks, forearm guards, and even in the dinghy, they wore giant puffy life jackets. Yeah, they were yeah. thorough. That is the they're, BMX way. They're role models first and bandits second, I think. <laughs> Chris, what's your major compliment? I love a heist. It's, I mean, the setup of this movie is kids on bikes versus crooks who need mm-hmm. this uh, radio thing for a heist. And the boss of the criminals is explaining the heist. And I always love a heist, so I was rooting for the criminals. Just get the walkie-talkie so you can get back to your complicated heist. Like, I, I yeah, I'm not this sure how the heist out. worked, but they were super good when they when they robbed the bank with the pig masks. They were pretty well, good at it. Well, they were okay. I I struggled to, to, to picture how much you could actually see out of a pig mask like that. Oh, yeah, I think that that's they, true. They were but, largely going like they were robbing by Braille. But Chris, but I think, safety yeah. first. Safety, safety first. That's right. Why see when you're toting a loaded, unsafety <laughs> shotgun? Tanya, major compliment. Um, I enjoyed that this movie was like 75% chase scene. It, like, was, it was one chase scene. It's just with a like little one end. giant chase scene. A chase scene across a bunch of beautiful parts of Sydney. It was a, yeah. it was a touristy well, chase Wales, scene. It wasn't Sydney, Sydney, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, still, it was real pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a nice view of Australia? They even the chase scene yeah. even went down a water slide. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was probably my favorite part of this entire movie. <laughs> so good. Was the chase scene with the water slide? What? Why? I know. And everybody takes their bikes and is like, "This is normal." <laughs> yeah. I propose yeah. that Read It and Weep take a BMX trip through Australia. Could oh yeah. That as Kick, our that's our first Kickstarter. Yeah. Probably our last. Let's ride vacation. bikes in Australia. <laughs> Arrested for trying to bring BMX bikes down that slide. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV. Each week, we review a topic selected by our fabulous sponsors. We start and end every show with a compliment. It's called The Compliment Sandwich. I'm the host of your wacky adventure. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hi, Alex. I'm one of the crooks, and you'll constantly find me peering out of a sunroof or a window or walking backwards across the roof of a car. Uh, my Wait, are you Blondie is... or pencil mustache? Oh, Blondie. I'm oh, definitely Blondie. Pork pie hat, uh, goofy physicality. Can't drive? Can't drive. When you catch the bad guys, do you say, nyuk, nyuk, nyuk? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nyuk, nyuk, Do you guys know that they're named Whitey and Mustache? Yes, that's what their credits are. So this was yeah, Whitey. Yeah, like your jokes are very close to their actual credit <laughs> Yeah. They kept it very simple. Yeah, but Whitey's my street name. My mother named me Blondie. <laughs> also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Also in our Brooklyn studios, it's Tanya Davis. I'm nothing but interesting bits. <laughs> I liked that the most because it sounded like something I would actually say. <laughs> and it's true about you. Oh, well, There's no that's, that's the optimistic read. <laughs> also joining us today, we have a very special guest. She's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter from Chicago, Illinois. Please welcome back Sarah Hathaway. You're both attractive in your own way. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not even remotely true. 
But she's so nice, and I like that she kind of ultimately friend zoned both of them and yeah. they hang out in the BMX park. I thought that was weirdly it's empowering. True, I, I felt it's really true. empowered by that too, Sarah. It was Angelo really D'Angelo is a golden god in this movie. Wait, she's, she's just into the name. Yeah. Yeah, I there's a, I mean I think I think both of them were attractive in their own way. I think that's a good summary. Yeah. Not yeah. they're not attractive in the same way. Then that would be a different movie. Yeah. Goose wasn't con- attractive in a conventional or I, any other way. Oh, people like Goose. Some of our Facebook friends, Facebook fans, were talking about having crushes on Goose. Goose, he was he's got baby face. He's kind of nice. Goose had baby face and a real deadpan sense of humor, which I yeah. think was greatly to his credit. Like yeah. you know when he was like, "This boat's my dad's." I laughed for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, in case you hadn't noticed, uh, we are talking about BMX Bandits, the 1983 Australian action comedy starring Nicole Kidman. This is episode number 280 of our show. Ooh. We've now done as many episodes as the number of women who rushed in the Harvard Greek system this year. Mm-hmm. Which is up about 1% from 2014. Which is what, two two point eight extra girls? <laughs> yes. I was wondering if you'd catch that. <laughs> it was two hundred and seventy eight last year. <laughs> two hundred and seventy seven point two. I said about one percent. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Paul from New Jersey, who is also a meat buddy. Uh, and he said this I was hooked more than anything else by the end credits scene and song but I thoroughly enjoyed the entire movie uh, for all of its rompy antics the movie stars a then unknown teenage Nicole Kidman and was almost certainly inspired and almost certainly inspired Point Break with its opening sequence (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's fair yeah I I, I see some Point Break in there for sure although Point Break is a flawless movie and I just want to watch that now because I'm just imagining them <laughs> pulling up in the van. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll, and I just yeah. let's rob the banks. It's just an, an infinitely quotable film. It's yeah. so good. Can you imagine an Australian version? Oi, I'm an <laughs> FBI agent. <laughs> okay, I don't, that's not an Australian accent. I don't just, know. Just, just that was no, <laughs> that is it sounds like you're trying to talk around like a can of beans in your mouth. <laughs> That's what Australia does, right? They do. Apologies to all of our friends in Australia. <laughs> I don't know if we have that many Australian friends. Uh, apologies, apologies to both of our Australian friends. Uh, yeah, no. But thanks for sending us this movie. It's really fun. And thanks for sponsoring, Paul. If you want to force us to watch one of your favorite kid movies, go to redistrip.com, sign up on our mailing list, and you can uh, sign you can. You can tell us about the movie when it's time for sponsorships. We'd love to hear it, Chris. Yeah. For those of you, who, for those people out there who haven't seen BMX, uh, BMX Bandits, I would like you to summarize in the style of a BMX biker on a police radio. Hey, uh, uh, do you like me? Check yes, check no. Official <laughs> frequency over. <laughs> I kind of sound like that. You want to ride bikes later? That's cool. No, they were uh, more like they had more like trucker lingo. Like when they were saying like call signs and codes yeah, and stuff, the true. cops were like, "That sounds like BMX bike speak." But yeah, it really sounded puff, like breaker breaker ten yeah. four ollie wheelie endo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, right. I should take a so, second, Chris, to say what I really want you to do is summarize in the style of a style for about three seconds, and then yep. just as your normal self. <laughs> Perfect. That's that what was, I was going to do. Anyway. That was requested. Isn't that what we try to do every week. Yeah. That was what our, one of our fans, Bill, told me that I should say for you. So thanks, Bill, for noticing that. <laughs> Chris, Bill. now just summarize us yourself. Bill. Okay. 
so BMX Bandits is a movie about uh, some kids on BMX bikes against some crooks. And it takes place in the town of Manly, New South Wales in Australia, um, which is sort of like a, a pleasant, beautiful suburban town with a bunch of hills and a water park and a beach and, and all that stuff. Crazy name. Um, and in the town of Manly... BMX biking is catching like wildfire. <laughs> the kids have started to BMX. There are hordes of kids on BMXs. And the, the style, the primary colors, the elbow guards, the face masks, the helmets with odd dorky visors. It's all happening. And Manly in response has apparently built a lot of ramps to nowhere. And a lot of things <laughs> they set up. Ride every car has, a, has a board running out of the trunk down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Every, every construction. moving to match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In it, fact, uh, they've they've blunted all the corners on everything. Just yeah. In case a kid is going to ride by with a BMX bike. All of the scaffolding has an <laughs> entrance and exit ramp. Yeah, it's a funny town. But you know, the other thing that's catching uh, like wildfire in in Manly, Australia, is bank heists. There is oh. a a criminal class, the or bad at least kind of a wildfire criminal class that is robbing banks and and this there's a gang uh that uses rubber pig masks and wolf masks and they're led by the boss who's from england he's a transplant and he's trying to make his fortune as a criminal in australia Um, can i I say something embarrassing i because of him i thought this whole thing was taking place in just a sunny part of england until like england's not that sunny two-thirds of the way through Yeah, once you see shorts and socks like that, it's awesome. I should have known. I was like, this is a nice part of England. That guy is English. They're driving on the wrong side of the road. This is English. What's that, Tony? Oh, I was just going to say, we all know Nicole Kidman is originally from Australia. That's how I knew that this was Do we all know that? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my way of knowing that. I also saw like the I saw an interview with her that was like publicity for this movie when she's all of like twelve. Yeah, this is her first movie, so she's yeah. in it, and then the two uh, other leads are PJ and Goose, and then Nicole Kidman. Um, and PJ and Goose are really good at BMX biking, and they are looking for money, and they find a bunch of walkie-talkies that the the crooks led by the boss need for their next heist, and so the crooks are trying to get the walkie-talkies, <laughs> and the kids have the walkie-talkies. And the rest of the movie is chase scene. <laughs> just the crooks trying to catch <laughs> up. The kids get cha- they get chased by the crooks, and they're on bikes. And then later, they get caught by the cops, and then let go by the cops. And then there's another chase scene where the kids on bikes are chasing the criminals. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, once they go chasey chasey, and uh, the criminals crash their truck, the movie's over. And apparently, the kids get a reward for for they get a reward the of a BMX track. Well, they get a yeah, reward of money, they, which they then instantly spend on a BMX track. Oh, they become of... small business owners at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. With yeah, well, not that sustainable business. I don't know. BMX track seems like not the most, I don't know. Although the, after a while, it's money. just dirt. You don't well, have true. to do a lot. They own some dirt. Yeah. But those kids aren't paying fees to come in there and bike. Who knows? All those kids were decked out in gear. There's a lot of disposable income in Manly in, in the 80s. Well, apparently. that's an interesting question is because they were always like, oh, our bike is broken. We don't have $2 to fix it. But they're all, they all have a lot of matching gear. And yeah, they're kitted out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that is confusing. Because then there's like the fat kid that like clearly gets everything he wants from his parents. And yeah, like, he's rich about kid. that. He has a radio visor with a mm-hmm. solar panel power. two ice cream cones yeah no he went back for an additional two ice cream cones that's how you know he's a fat rich guy he had two ice cream cones they got stolen as part of a wacky chase scene 
Anyway. Yeah, and then he joined because the ice cream cones were stolen. Yeah, that really <laughs> incensed him. Well, so I guess this question about the money may be a good place to start. Our game of King of Bullshit Mountain. Whoa! Tanya, dun, you, dun, are, dun. you are our reigning bullshit champion. So we are each going to have to... At, you are, because last game, you just... You were last, and then we filibustered you. Or oh. you filibustered us. Sorry. I thought, oh, I thought Chris ended up on the top for some reason. No, we were... It was... Oh, uh, man. I, I believe it was uh, uh, in the dinosaur book. It was in yeah. Anonymous Rex, and someone was like, why are there dinosaurs in people suits? And you were like, that's exactly what we all want to know. And then oh, we boy. just ended the so game. So I won that. Okay, good to know. You filibustered How to not the end. digging this game is really paying rich dividends for me. <laughs> It's sort of like me not liking the name Meat Buddies. If you if you dislike something on the show, it's there forever. Yeah. See, I, and I still call them Thoroughbreds, so I feel like I've won. <laughs> you have, which got a nice shout out in the wiki, so that Yay. exists there. Uh, so here's how this works. We're each going to ask Tanya a question to clarify something from the movie, and she has to answer, regardless of its truthfulness, quickly. And if she can't do that fast enough, then someone else will become the new king of Bullshit Mountain. So, Tanya, where do these Australian kids get their disposable income? They are very handy, and it's like a Cinderella situation. So they mm. like, you know, they stay up late at night sewing their little <laughs> knee pads and elbow pads. Um, it's a very egalitarian system. The guys are, like are good that. with needles and thread. Yeah. Yep. I you like it. Totally. And pads. That's great. I, yeah. That's a yeah. good answer. And they are very accurate. <laughs> God, that's so charming. It like, is. I'm just, I'm really enjoying thinking about, like, PJ sitting up, like, carefully, like, silk screening his little BMX bandit shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. a little talking mouse next to him. <laughs> yeah, I sort of feel like the shirts could be silk screened. Like, they have, they yeah. have that quality to them. Yeah. Almost, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Uh, so, speaking of the other team, the uh, criminal team, uh, how come the criminals never shoot these kids or try mm. to run them down with a car or otherwise commit bmx aside? I think they have a, a blood phobia. I feel oh. like they're, 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 they, maybe they haven't seen true violence before, so they, they do a lot of threatening, but like seeing actual blood would cause them to, to pass out, so they, they try to steer clear. I'm so glad you said that and not like moral compass. Yeah, I don't. Th- I'm no, not Australia's getting a lot of moral of compass off There's of these not, guys. Not yeah. so much. Uh, well, they I, don't seem bright either. I wondered yeah. about that. I was like, this would be a very different movie if they just like shot a kid early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't think they were going to do that. I was a little weirded out when the one guy chased perfect little Nicole Kidman onto a yacht, but then she immediately just hopped off the other end of the yacht. So. Yeah. Yeah. That seemed okay. That whole yeah, scene was a little very... bit creepy, but like guys who have shotguns all the time for some reason still pulled a knife to threaten. Like yeah. it was yeah, they... like a very small, reasonable knife. Yeah, yeah. You don't bring a switchblade <laughs> to a bike fight. Yeah, just yeah. just a paring knife. Yeah, but yeah. just yeah, just a negotiator, not a yeah. not a real Tanya. Something gentle. How come bikes were allowed down the water slide tube? In Australia, this is such a good question. I think somebody was on their break. You know those lazy <laughs> teens; they're always sneaking off to bum smokes and make out and whatever. I, I so. we should clarify. So they don't ride the bikes down the water slide because that would be crazy. They just ride in the slide with the bikes on their laps. They like they spoon or, in or front no, of them or, or like whatever. out in front yeah. of them. Or out in so front it's of like them? a weird like reverse flotation device down the slide. Yeah, that was weird. But on the bright side, Manly Waterworks water slides seem really fun. And very yeah. like accommodating. 
Very spacious. Very spacious. Water spacious. slides. Yeah. I like public yeah. water slides. That's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm into it. I got a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Here we I got a question. Uh, maybe this is about, it could be about the sound design, but what causes the laser sounds every time a BMX bike <laughs> goes by me? <laughs> it's just the sheer wonder of the <laughs> bike, like sort of whooshing overhead. And I think maybe the smaller wheels help like make like a more whooshy air sound than like your average bike. <laughs> it's so true. That's when I see like a, a, like a bike messenger goes by downtown, I, it yeah. mostly just sounds like sweat. <laughs> yeah, but if you were riding a very small bike and it was painted the right colors, it would go by and you go, Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a laser for your heart. I see. Um, Tony, could you please describe the utility and uh, the usefulness of Fraser's Foam Fertilizing Company and why use foam <laughs> in a fertilizer? The, the mobile yeah. foam party. Why use that, the, all that bubble bath, man? Yeah. <laughs> the finest fronds are fertilized with Fraser's Foam. <laughs> The foam penetrates deep down to the core of the plant to fight off no, bugs and insects. It does it? It's on the top. But it also right. floats on the surface. It's a dual system. It <laughs> penetrates deep and stays on the top. I don't know, Chris. That was a pretty good answer. And she did an accent. I think she's still on top. Okay. I, so, so what happens guys, is... This is so stressful. <laughs> You're I doing so well. Go ahead, sir. Maybe this might be an easy one. Um, but why... Okay, if you are casting a perfect little Nicole Kidman in your movie, why must your stunt double be a fully grown man with a five o'clock shadow? <laughs> so <laughs> why not shave that guy? How so why that not shave a- the stunt man? <laughs> so so I do have an answer. I do have an answer. Well, Nicole Kidman is indeed completely perfect. She is not little. She's actually a lanky woman. Oh. Um, and I think even at, even at this first like debut stage in her career, she was already like she long. Was taller than she was tall and long of limb, and they needed. A, a person who could approximate that physicality with a helmet on the, um, the five the, o'clock <laughs> shadow issue yeah. I think maybe the the cover-up makeup and um, razor quality had not caught up with the times <laughs> oh, it's those bad 80s razors that just bad leave, 80s razors. leave stubble all over everywhere and clearly they didn't have the budget to fix it in post and thus we have sort of a bearded <laughs> warrior it's so funny I did. I did just. I just want to pause for a second. Yeah. Shout out my love to that stunt double because <laughs> it was the best stunt double I've ever seen. He came on screen the first time, and I stood up and screamed, "Who is that man?" <laughs> it was sort of like in Spaceballs where they catch the stunt doubles and they look yeah. nothing like them, and they're all bearded, it's like a, just yeah. like an old man smoking. You see her like get to the top of the bike ramp, and then it cuts to in front of them, and it's just clearly a dude in her costume. <laughs> Uh, yeah that is a delightful part so it really is tanya yes um here's a question for you how come everyone in the town uh tolerates all of the chase scenes going on all the time (laughs) oh that's interesting Um, i don't know if you know this but manly is actually known for its chase scenes actually have chase scenes pretty much daily which is why there's so many mattresses and so many like soft things everywhere like this is this is a frequent occurrence okay I, but like for example I, wait, the priest I, was was doing some sort of bake sale and his table got knocked over how how was he not just outraged chris i want to i want to tell you that i i don't like this i, I want to question the question here because the lady who got her bookstore knocked into was like hey those are my books so that doesn't sound <laughs> that tolerant. Everyone else just seems like, okay, <laughs> fine. 
No, she said hey, and she shook her fist in the air. That's very That's true. That's she true. was that she was, was in solid acting. So the thing is that they, I mean, you you get a chase scene a day, but you don't know when it's coming. So you know, you plan your bake sale, you think you're all set to go, and then here come these blasted kids again, knocking all your s'mores over or whatever it is you're selling. I am just super curious. How does the car? At sometimes it seems amazing that it catches up with them, and at other times it's like, how does it not catch up with them? What's the speed rec- uh, re- uh, regulation in Manly that makes a car able to go so slowly sometimes and so quickly other times? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh! Oh, Alex. Oh, she gave up. All right. Uh, I just, no, I mean, do you really... I, I was like, do you want me to tell you what the speed limit is in different parts of Manly, Australia? Like, do, It doesn't what matter what you, you, you almost said. You didn't say anything, so... <sighs> Speaking of the car, the car runs into metal objects. It uh-huh. runs into innumerable like crates and, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and yet, it seems to be pristine, but for this one collision at the end. Yeah. How did that car hold up throughout all that chase scene? I have no an answer, but first I want to pause and just just acknowledge that you said "but for." What's a butt for, Chris? It's for sitting on. Yeah, good good call. Uh, but I actually think this is a real answer, is that uh, like a modern car, if you bought a car now, it's like 70% plastic, and so sure. it would break in all those situations. But back then, we those were just steel I-beams holding that car together. So it was it could take a punch. That was a huge, one of those old, big cars, just straight steel. You could not dent that car if you wanted to. Whereas oh, those BMX up. bikes just uh, fall apart. They were always broken. I, I do have a follow-up question, then. If that car is made of steel I-beam, why did that steel I-beam kill that one car? <laughs> great question. Great question. Fighting fire with fire. It's its own weakness. Well, you can, but it can handle any the... a number of bikes or bake sales or, or other collisions, but it just can't handle its own c- component. It's like you can only cut a diamond <laughs> with a diamond. an explosion. I well, that's... Say so, and I have a question about that explosion. Yeah, why did the car explode, Alex? Why did the car explode with all the fury of, like, an oil refinery? 40 when fire. it went all <laughs> fireball that came out of that car when an I-beam dropped on it. It's because it's made out of I-beams, but holding that together is C4 and gasoline. And so they just, like, pack it. There's no actual people driving. Alex, the how whole... did that car pass the Safety Commission of Australia? It's a it's a it's a prisoner island, Chris. There are no safety Somebody commissions. Somebody was on their break. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wait, island. wait, Alex. I have a question. In what? the warehouse scene, when they um they break through the door and they're chasing the the children in so a car, it's just a large open area. Yeah. With oh, I really liked that. Car. They Why were like, we've shown you with all the obstacles. Keep... Why did they just keep doing enormous donuts in that car? Like, why did they not just, like, try to go in a line? I wonder yeah. about that. <laughs> or, or cut the kids off ever, but instead just do donuts and, and explain saying... that the kids were getting away. Yeah, I don't think that they needed to, like, run the children over, but I just felt like they were just doing the same pattern that the children were doing with their bikes. <laughs> I was like, why is that the choice? I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was just watching Mythbusters this week, and they did an episode on drifting. And oh. they, it was so fun for both of them when they learned to drift. And so I imagine that if you actually know how to do that, to throw the back end of your car out and spin, you probably want to do it all the time. Like, how okay. often do you have a giant empty warehouse to drive your car made entirely out of steel I-beams and gasoline in, mm. and, and spin it in circles? You don't get that opportunity very much. You've got to take it. These were opportunistic so, yeah. criminals. Drifting, not just for Tokyo. Am yeah. I right? Exactly. Mm. Right? Mm. Mm. Uh, seems like fun, movie. doesn't it? <laughs> now, Alex... Uh, if you are looking for three children in a graveyard at night, oh yeah, why wear a rubber mask? 
that <laughs> clearly only obstructs your vision and looks. You're you're a one I issue am so voter ready with for this answer. rubber mask eye slits not being big enough. That's your one hang up. I uh, think it's it's a hang up. I have a few. I mean, <laughs> you're a multiple issue voter, but that's your big one. I think that uh, I mean they said that it was so that they wouldn't be recognized, and I think. If you're going to chase kids in a graveyard, why not dress like a monster? There's a reason they didn't put on the pig masks. They wanted to also be ghouls, you know? Like, who, right, who, but, yeah, but you know who doesn't recognize you later? A dead kid that you killed. Well, again, these this is a different movie if they just murder some kids. This was about extracting <laughs> the radios and then letting these kids go about their bikey lives. <laughs> Wait, I have a mask follow-up question. Why did the pig masks have eyelashes on them? Like fancy like lady eyelashes. Well, they were like they ugly, were lady gnarly pigs. pig faces. And then they had these beautiful lashes drawn on. Why they was were, that? They, so the, they were... Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I thought I had something and I didn't have anything. Tanya, Tanya you're back um, in the seat. So if oh, your kid, if you're three kids in a graveyard hiding from criminals, uh-huh. why split up? You know, kids love adventure, and I think that these <laughs> these particular kids. I mean, think about it. They love like the thrill of the chase. They love being on their BMX bikes and going over big jumps. But they also they're not afraid of no why ghosts. Split up? Because, you know, then maybe somebody could have some alone time with Nicole Kidman if they it, can, like, it was back the up. only kiss of the movie. The right hole. Yeah, no, oh, seriously. God, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Freezing. I think, you know, it's like, oh, everyone split up, but then I'll just, like, find my way over here. There's okay. a little romantic, actually, little romantic it was, undertone. It was make out town. I don't think, I think it was hopeful, I like you, do you like me? It was Chased Kiss Village at best, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I would say Chased Kiss Hamlet. (laughs) There's no, there's no make-out town in this movie. He got one kiss, and then she rejected the second one. Chased Kiss Open Grave. Yeah. (laughs) Was what it actually was, right? That's, that's true. That's true. Also, this movie's all about chase scenes. I looked down for a second, everyone was in a hole. The logic, the logic escapes me at certain points during this movie because I was just I, so dazzled. I feel like I missed the whole like the setup with the robbers. Like I like turned yeah. my head and there was like, oh, I guess we're all looking for walkie talkies. Yeah, that's. Good I mean, it really isn't important why the walkie talkies were essential to that heist. Yeah, I don't the details think. were so unclear, except that they were from the U.S. of A., which was they, supposedly like made them so fun. Yeah, they were much better. We, if there's one thing the U.S. of A. is known for, it's its small electronics in the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, then they just crossed all their wires constantly. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't terrible. have that U.S. of A. electronics engineering know-how. I, I have a question for you, Tanya. Okay. At one point during the chase scene, which is the whole movie, the BMX bikers find themselves on a rugby field participating in a rugby game <laughs> and one of the bike riders catches the ball and brings it most of the way down the field mm-hmm. what is the official rugby scoring decision on bmx chasing interference scores is that a well, legal see, score or not normally normally that would be illegal but in manly because we know that this is chasing <laughs> australian rules football daily chasing yeah it actually um you know as long as you uh you get all the way down unobstructed on your bike uh it it counts <laughs> and then and then the person the person on the bike gets to decide which team it counts for it would be really ugly if they had tried to tackle him while like if they had like dove tackled and then both landed on a bmx bike that would yeah no that's usually why that that ends up working now the thing the other 
other thing that's important to note here is that this this the the interloper has to be part of a verifiable chase scene. Uh, you can't just be hiding in the bushes with your BMX bike hoping to get a score for your team. Yeah, we, you have we all to know be, what happens yeah. when somebody just goes on their BMX yeah. bike and says, hey, "I'm being chased here. Give me the ball." Yeah, we need we need evidence of a disrupted bake sale or some mattress piles yeah, that have been disturbed. Flower or actively being pursued by a car. Yeah, or someone some like shaking their fist. Paperwork confirming that they were hoping yeah. to get something from you. Yeah, they were going yeah. to beat some. <laughs> I think Definitely. that's a good place to end it. That's a really good answer. Tanya continuing Tanya, to dominate. Continuing her reign. Her reign of terror oh, on King of Bullshit Mountain. I get so stressed out every time. And now, another great episode of Crisis in Meatburg, sponsored by our fabulous meat buddies. Go to read-weep.com slash meatburg to join the crusade against the evil Viscount Veggie. All cleared out. We should have a new meat buddy any minute now. Welcome to Meatburg. Why, thanks. I'm Roger Taylor, and I'm here to be your getaway driver. Excellent. Now we can rescue... Eck, another one. Welcome to Meatburg. Thanks. I'm John Spiegelberg. I'm here to be your driver. Why don't you be our backup driver, since there's two of you? You can be like like a long-haul trucker, you know, how like if one gets tired, then the other one can get, get out there and help him out? Another one? That's three. Maybe I shot my load too far. I'm Alexandria Savage. I'm here to be your driver. We have so many drivers. I'm Meg Painter. Hi, I'm Kyle Flug. What are we going to do? Meanwhile, in the Viscount's castle... I don't understand, Ben Babcock. You want to join me? That's right, Viscount. It's weird. I mean, nobody wants to join me. I'm evil. You do you. I'm just upset because Meatbot and the old-timey prospector didn't treat me very well. Well, okay, but are you sure you're comfortable with my platform? I mean, I'm pretty much just out to destroy Meatburg because I hate everything it stands for. Hey, man, if you're going to ruin an omelet, you've got to break some eggs. Just so long as I'm not a hacker. For some reason, I started out as a hand-to-hand combat specialist, and Tom Schroeder was the hacker, but their record-keeping is pretty shoddy over on Team Good Guys. Well, if there's one thing us vegetarians are known for, it's keeping meticulous records. Well, I can tell you every single time I accidentally ate gelatin. I'll bet. Stupid Frosted Flakes. Anyway, if you want to be my henchman, just sign here on the... Come in? Hi, I'm Tom Schroeder. I quit working for the city of Meatburg because they forgot I was there. Wait, so so you want to be evil too now? Yep. As long as I don't have to be a hacker. I'm more than that. Well, I'm evil, so pretty much everybody here is just the one job title. It's It's all henchmen from here on out. That sounds great, actually, so long as I'm not a hacker. I understand, I understand. No one wants to be a hacker. Now, if you'll just sign right here on the... Who, who is that? Hey, guys, I'm Adam Kennedy. I used to be Meatburg's accountant, but I got fired because I couldn't keep the people straight. It wasn't really my fault, but I suspect Paul Bauer used his influence somehow to get me fired, so he could be their new spreadsheet guy. Fascinating. How does this relate to me? I want to join you. Do you need some accounting help? Well, if you want to work for me, you're a henchman. Take it or leave it. That actually sounds pretty good. I never wanted to be an accountant anyway. Jeez, if anybody else shows up, I don't have to promote one of you to henchman relations. Like HR, get it? Anyway, come on, Ben, Tom, and Adam. Let's go commit some evil. Meanwhile, back at the pipe that the meat buddies all fall out of somehow. I think I've got it. We've got too many drivers for our rescue van, right? That is right, Prospector. We've got Roger Taylor, John Spiegelberg, Alexandria Savage, Mike Painter, and Kyle Flug. 
but what's the best way to travel that requires five drivers? I do not know. An old-timey dirigible? Sure as shooting, John. That's a difficult flying machine to fly. That takes five drivers every time, or I'm not the old-timey prospector. So, we're all dirigible pilots. Fabulous. Yep, let's all jump into our meat blimp and rescue our friends. I thought you said dirigible. Aren't they the same thing? It is true. A dirigible is any powered, steerable aircraft that is inflated with a gas that is lighter than air, such as a Zeppelin or a blimp. Well, but Zeppelin's more of a brand name, you know, like Kleenex or Sharpie, right? I think we're all getting caught up in the details. The important thing is we're all in charge of the meat blimp, and we've got buddies to rescue. Come on, team! Yeah! Yeah! Tune in next week when another really confusing mess of names happens, and the prospector says something that sounds sexual, but really isn't. Don't stop digging until you hit pay dirt and become a meat buddy by going to read-week.com slash meat buddies. Your donation helps keep this dirigible on the highway. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right, you guys, we've time for a couple more really quick games. First, I want to play a game called The Criminal Mind. So Ooh. one of the things we've covered a little bit in our in our Is this Mandy Patankin? No. no. Okay. Did that person write a book called The Criminal Mind? No, he's the star of a show called Criminal Minds back oh. in the early 2000s. Oh, nice. No, this is The Criminal Mind, as in, how do we know a criminal mind? And the answer is, we do, because we have watched a lot of movies with criminals chasing people. So, how do we... Let's say we were hired as consultants to help uh, Blondie and Mustache be better criminals. How sure. do we make them not lose this caper? How do we make it so that their caper isn't defeated by three kids on small bikes? Okay, Alex, is killing children on the table? <laughs> Let's say it's not. That makes it harder, right? Yeah, that does make it harder. I'm going to okay. say no, but also, and I'm also going to say you have to wear masks still, because I know those are your two answers to everything. <laughs> They're not my... T- <laughs> Donate, don't wear masks, off the kill mask a child. And shoot straight at the kid. Classic, yeah. Chris. I have a suggestion. Just off the top of my head, perhaps find a different place to store your highly valuable electronics than underwater. Uh, because you know that dock? children children love looking for cockles to make they, money. They can't get enough. Uh, it's their number one source of income in Manly. So yeah. I, I would recommend it's the underage labor market for cockle gathering. Underage cockle yeah. economy. Uh, everyone's always out looking for those cockles. So I would suggest maybe putting it anywhere else but under the water near cockles. Yeah, I think yeah. definitely getting away from the cockles would be a huge help. I think you could mm-hmm. like just have a floating buoy that's not cockle covered. You know, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I felt uh, bad for them though for that cuz I felt like that did seem like a pretty remote hiding place. And you got to assume like in the 12 hours that it was there that no kids were going to stumble upon it, pull it out of the water, cut the wire, steal the walkie-talkies and sell them on the open kid market. <laughs> what are the odds? I the mean, kid you might assume market. that, but yeah. like, you never know, right? I mean, BMX is on the rise, so you have to be prepared for <laughs> so your I electronics heard. to be in peril no matter where you hide them. But like, why not one of the innumerable open construction sites around the city? Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, there's a lot of places in a construction site you could have hid them. What else do you guys, besides hiding the walkie-talkies better? I think, uh, if if I may, I think it's a problem of HR, as so many things are. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> it they, they comes hire down to the people uh, with the wrong prerequisites. Really, mm. um, the pre- prerequisite of Blondie was uh, uh, goofy flailing. Um, yeah. He couldn't even drive. I think rather than him, what they needed was somebody who was an expert in small scale ramp demolition. 
If they can take out all of the ramps that are around Manly ahead of time, this chase scene would have lasted about five hot seconds. I mean, yeah, blowing up the ramps would be super helpful. It is weird to have a two-man driving team where one of them can't drive. That was a weird personnel decision. Yeah, or mm. just hire... I mean, Mustache wasn't a good driver. Why not just hire a good driver? Yeah, name Driver. <laughs> mini driver. Yeah, mini driver. driver was right there. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Or Adam Driver, either way. I think he's really young driver. for this. Or a screwdriver? That's true. Even a screwdriver could drive that car. Yeah. Yeah. It's just with the wealth of descriptive names around the city, uh, why not find the one whose descriptive name fits your henchman position? I mean, even the fat creepy kid was named Creep. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Makes it really easy to identify. I I feel like. Oh, go go ahead, ahead, Tanya. Oh, I was going to say, look into bribes. Like, (laughs) you need those kids to be quiet? Hush money is real. Like, yeah, you know? that's so funny because the kids were trying to sell the walkie-talkies. If you hadn't threatened yeah. them, if you'd just been like, hey, are you selling walkie-talkies? Here's $100. You yeah. would have gotten yeah. the walkie. You could, it would have yeah, been super or easy. Or 1000 even. They're going to make like, a quarter yeah. million each on yeah. this job. Like, just buy them back. Yeah, yeah. and those kids chill. were selling them for like 40 bucks. So mm-hmm. you could that easily be the top so, bidder. so easy. Just like never forget the power of money. Such a good point. I was going to say that this movie is basically a uh, propaganda piece for the superior maneuverability of BMX bikes over, say, Lincoln Town cars that are made entirely out of C4 and steel IVs. Yeah, a BMX bike, single gear, not very fast, but very quick on the side to side, much like your modern American jackrabbit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) As opposed to the ancient American jackrabbit. So jackalope, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's simple. It's a very simple plan. Put your criminals on bikes. That's what the city is made yeah. for. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I bet those guys could pedal harder than, like, a kid. Yeah, I know. It's a total, like, when in, when in manly. Yeah, exactly. Get on a bike. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you have to worry about is, like, you know, bike cops. But I think you could, uh, you, you know, that's worth the risk. Well, the cops I mean, are mostly the, inept and mostly on foot, right? I was going to say, the, yeah, the, yeah, the cops are real laconic. Everyone. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess if you are on the, the kids are probably better at BMX bike riding, but that's why you just got to get them where they live. You know, you got to go get into BMX bike riding, become good at it, and then chase them down. Yeah, Off that's right. You bribe. go Daniel Day Lewis. You go full method. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sarah, do you have any other recommendations for them? Um, I just say think positive. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like they, they were got- too negative? Yeah, they got too negative too fast. They were like, they did get pretty negative. catch these kids. At one point, they actually punched a sign that just said the word fun. Like, that's too yeah. negative. You're never going to win if you it hate is. fun. You're never going to win. I mean, these together. kids. You got to practice gratitude every day. <laughs> yeah, and these kids never lost their sense of whimsy. Yeah. Even when being chased by crooks with knives. They even threw when flour on them. Nikki crooks with kids... a knife between them. Let's be fair. Yeah. Even when Nikki Kids got kidnapped. She kept her wits about her and regaled them with a, a really cute little mashup movie that she thought of that was a combination of the rom-coms she enjoys and the slasher flicks that Goose enjoys. And she distracted yeah. them long enough to, I don't know, make them uncomfortable. And that was just like, see, she kept her sense of play. And in yeah. the end, she'll try it. That's that Nikki Kids. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, our Nikki Kids. She's a modern day Shahrazad. That's <laughs> the way it is. Uh, and then lastly, you guys, really quick, I want to play the game Bottom 3. Uh, which is actually kind of a top three this week, but this is a segment I want, where we're, we're asking people on Facebook to tell the top things that pop into their minds when they think about this movie. So uh, immediately we got several votes for Nicole Kidsman's hair. Top mm-hmm. top five every time. You're yep, always going to ribbons get... or little little scarves. Also, just, just the, like volume. the volume. Volume. Yeah. Whoa, Jinx. 
It was just like a glorious mane. It was. There was. She had just had a just a huge mess yeah. of hair, and it was fun. Emily also pointed out that she had a crush on Goose. So you see, Goose has his fans. All right. Now, Goose is a sweetheart. I'm just saying, next to the near physical perfection of PJ. I I mean, it's fun hearing you describe uh. PJ's physical perfection. Uh, Tanya's not enjoying it as much. Uh, I think it's fun, but I I just don't see it. You know, I just thought he was a little weird looking in the shorts. I don't know. I thought, I, I just, I take the fun guy over, over the handsome guy every time. Maybe that's just yeah. me. Yeah. No, fair enough. No, I hear you. Uh, no, and then rounding out our top three slash bottom three, Amy, as well as our po- sponsor, Paul, both agreed they can't get enough of the Australian-accented theme song. Yes. The closing <laughs> song. so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, I think we should play it. In fact, we should listen to a bit of it right now. Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. I like that in the closing credits, we had PJ and Goose each win medium-sized trophies, and Nicole Kidman won the huge trophy. Yeah. Hugest, well, yeah. Well, her stuntman was better than either of them at BMXing. <laughs> it's true, even she though might have... this, was, this was her first week at BMXing. She has a lot of raw talent. And yeah, raw but she cheated and had a guy yeah. with a beard run the track for her. It's not no surprise. Yeah, I loved that it wasn't like a montage of her learning. It was just a montage of her already showing off. Yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. great. That's true. Yeah, yeah so like where did she learn wheelies. how to be that good at BMX? I don't even know. I don't know, but that she was doing those wheelies in her first time uh, doing it, and, and both guys were like, swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was just the laser of the bike going by them. That was oh, actually. That's right. That's right. That's right. Just what it sounded those like. Those tiny wheels. Yeah. yeah. Or swing. All right. You and that leaves us. think of. Go ahead, oh, sir. the sound every time made me think of. Um, have you guys seen Xanadu? I have not. Mm-mm. You should treat yourself sometime, but whenever the muses are, like, whooshing out of their street art mural to go help someone, they make that exact same sound. So I feel like Australian-adjacent things in the 80s, this was the go-to sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have, like, a, the one soundboard, and this is the thing you pull up every time. Yeah. I just, just like how, right. how they were ready to just go full cartoon with it, that everything made unrealistic sound effects, the 40-foot fireball explosion... The just comically enough bad guys. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And also just the comedy of the kids having the radios that were tuned to every frequency. Yeah. So when yeah. they said, like, oh, let it go. Then the construction guy just let oh, it yeah. go. <laughs> and, like, you know, there's just all this chaos because kids are on the wrong frequency. On every frequency by... at the same time. And for some reason, those construction workers don't hear the long conversation. They just hear the last words, let go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just teenagers talking for about For some reason, and... these two teenagers always say the phrase, Go down on the crane, press the release button, ignore safety yeah. precautions. <laughs> well, that was the hip slang of the day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so lastly, you guys, time for our minor compliment, the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Tanya, you're up first. What is your minor compliment? Last nice thing you'll say about BMX Bandits today. Um, 
I'm going to have to go with another compliment for Nikki Kids, yeah. which I hadn't heard her called that before. And that is can't brilliant. get enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. Can't get enough. But she also she just she has amazing skin, too. I feel like I, I said this about Julia Stiles a couple of weeks ago. You did. Yeah. She's, I'm just she's yeah. sun-kissed, luminous, luminous, sun-kissed. Topping. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I'll, I'll go. I'll go more than skin deep with this. Um, I feel like this movie treats ladies in a great way. Like, you know, like her, she like rebuffs her, her guy pals and they, they treat her as an equal. They're like, respect, respect. respect. Yeah, totally. And like, I don't know. I think I feel like, I, I feel like she, you know, she's in a lot of dicey situations, but she, she pulls through with, with grace and pluck and pluck. Yeah. And, uh, things don't get gross. And I appreciated that. That love triangle is like, it's a, a unique love triangle in the movies we've watched. I don't think I've ever seen a love triangle where it's like, both guys are crushing on her pretty hard. She has an obvious right choice, as far as Chris can tell. And mm-hmm. she just kind of says no to both of them, and they're both okay with it. I've, I've seen nothing like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I enjoyed that it was a non issue, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Australia yeah. really is the land of enchantment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like that, I think there's some. Uh, justice in Hollywood that out of this movie she's the one that was plucked to be famous like she it's real clear from watching it like let's see more of her yeah yeah, yeah. with her Angelo D'Angelo <laughs> <laughs> I looked at his IMDB page it is not full of success Aww, <laughs> except for that name which yeah. by yeah. the way I feel like it's worth pointing out Chris you chose that name and we're like whoever's being played by Angelo D'Angelo is my new favorite character. Yeah. And low. And low. It was PJ. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what's your minor compliment? Is it for Angelo D'Angelo? You know, it's not, but it's for another love story in this movie. And Ooh. that's between the two side characters of the cops who work in the police station. Oh, yeah. Just canoodling for no reason. nibbling on tall cop's ear uh, while the chief wasn't looking. And I really enjoyed that there's a little bit of canoodling. And it's never commented on, and it's treated as, of course, and it's all in good fun, and it's not a workplace violation. I definitely am, like, suspicious of workplace romance like that. Like, that's sure. going to end badly. Maybe. Or, maybe, uh, it's all going to work out in the end. I don't know. People break up. That's going to be a really ugly fight when they're still working together and they don't get along anymore. That's true. If I were to have a business called, of course, Canoodlin, what do we think I'd be selling? <laughs> oh, my God. I think you'd be Canoes selling... Canoes and noodles. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was going to go with uh, cannolis and pool noodles. Ooh, <laughs> I think so that's good. Canoodlin all the way. <laughs> uh, my minor compliment is uh, that somebody got pied in the face. Yeah, they did. Mm. Never get tired of that. It's not a kid's movie in the 80s without that. It's part of the bike chase scene, because everything is. And (laughs) what what isn't a bike chase scene? They're chasing through a sidewalk cafe. And, like, it's just such a great forced (laughs) pie-to-the-face gag where, like, a guy... He's like barely even, I don't even know if he's holding it. Like they go by and he's so flustered, he picks up a pie and pushes it in a rich guy's face. (laughs) What? (laughs) At what point do you age out of finding pie to the face like the most amazing thing that's ever happened? I think it's like, like, as an adult who's recently made a pie, like, I weep for the pie. Yeah. Like that's so, pie is so much work. And then you really just like spend it all on someone's face. I don't know. Yeah, at a restaurant or like a cream pie. I mean, the ones in, in movies, the, usually the ones that I see ending up in people's faces are mostly piles of whipped cream in yeah. a pie crust, yeah. which seem yeah. like less effort and probably a less tasty pie. 
Yeah. If you were to yeah, actually no one wanted serve that. it. Yeah, no, no one just wants to eat straight whipped cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh, this, I'm in. Hold this on a is second. supposed to go in a face, but now we're actually just going to eat it, and it's just whipped yeah. cream. Yeah. It's like either a key lime pie that someone like way got their ratios <gasps> off on, or it's like quite read just the writing a here. Does it say zero percent key lime and a hundred percent whipped cream, or is there? Yeah. So I feel like I don't know. I do not weep for those pies. Yeah, yeah. But, but if it's like if, a, a berry pie or something like that, if there's any lattice work, no, that pie does not belong in a face like. Well, that. sure, not a lattice pie. That would be terrible. No. I. I wonder if like I aged out of it at like sixteen and then back into it at thirty. I don't know. I'm really into it now. <laughs> There's like a latent like no pie in the face stage, and then it comes I back. I think with so, and I think now I'm like, uh, I would love to see someone get pied in the face in a movie. I just don't think it happens often enough anymore. Yeah, maybe yeah. I just it's yeah, it's just uh, nostalgia. But uh, that leaves you, Sarah. What's your minor compliment? Uh, so at towards the beginning of the movie, pre-chase. Uh, Mustache and Whitey are hiding the walkie-talkies, sure. and then they go away on Not their a euphemism. Speed... Nope, that's what they are. They go away on their speedboat, which, by the way, has a really horrific piece of art on it, but oh, they're driving away in their... It's, it's just so scary looking. And then they're driving <laughs> away in their speedboat, and, like, speedboat. Whitey is, like, at the front of it, like, sort of dancing. Yeah, yeah. And then they... For what reason? Yeah. I, just for funds, I think. But then they go, like, they take a little loop around the harbor and come back, and he's, like, still dancing. And they go straight from that into, like, a rage dance when they discover that their walkie-talkies are missing. But there's just, like, this couple-second shot of him just on the prow of the boat, dancing and loving life that just... <laughs> So fun. So Where did that positivity go toward the yeah. end when they punched that fun sign? They wouldn't Where have punched that? that fun sign when they were dancing on the boat. They're yeah. really showing yeah. a character arc there. They would've, yeah. He would have kissed a, pun, a fun sign, but then later everything goes to shit and he can't do it anymore. Yeah. Mm. Can't find Fall, the joy. Fell out of love with joy. Yeah. No, I also enjoyed Whitey's dancing antics and leaning antics. He was a a little, like, it was creepy. I thought his dancing was like bordering on lewd. Yeah, it wasn't in a shorty kimono. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he was just like, was I'm no a creepster. I'm a creepster. That's what his dance, like, that was the song going through his head while he was dancing on that boat. But he was not creeping on anyone. He was creeping for himself at that point. He was creeping and, like, on All right, you guys, uh, that is it for our show. That's it for BMX Bandits. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be back again next week talking about Animorphs. <gasps> Animorphs. Oh, it's so fun. It's sponsored by Anna, who says, uh, Anna, hi, Anna, uh, who says uh, that although they're written for the young YA audience, like, you know, Goosebumps Young, they are very, very adult in their themes and questions, and also yeah. violence. Like, at one point, a teenage girl gets her arm ripped off and then beats the dude to death with it. Uh, so, you know. Keep that in mind. Also, I've only started it, but at one point, a dude turns into a lizard and his tail gets stepped on, and he leaves anyway because lizards and their tails can be easily parted. Oh! And like that one kid is stuck as a hawk. Well, we're not reading that one, but yeah, all I—that's a great one. All I've read is the first like ten pages where it's like aliens land. And now, because of no reason, you can turn into animals, but only for two hours. Never do it for more than two hours. It's just very, <laughs> very straightforward, the rules of this book. Yeah. Oh, man. 
They just like yeah. get all the. I look forward to hearing this episode. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> so that's next week. Thanks for sponsoring Anna, and thanks for sponsoring this, Paul. That was really fun. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, thank Paul. you. This was thanks, so fun. Paul, Paul has a nose for cheesy eighties movies, and uh, and uh, it's been fun to enjoy them. Thanks for that, Paul, and thanks for being a meat buddy. Also, thanks to our new meat buddies who fell out of the pipe this week after we unstuck it. Roger Taylor Johns, Beagleberg, Alexandria Savage, uh, Mike Painter, and Kyle Flug. I wonder if Alexandra is going to like being Savage or if she would prefer to be Savage. You never know. It's Savage. <laughs> is it really? No, we're just saying. Oh, it is Savage to us. Sure, I understand. In our hearts. Yes. Um, well, and all we look forward to watching all of you fly the meat blimp, and we're glad that someone is able to do that. Also, uh, we hit a million downloads this week, you guys. What a crazy thing that was. It only took us 280 episodes. <laughs> Kind of not as impressive in five years, but still, it's a big round number. That is amazing. That's fantastic. Uh, it was a fun. It's just just fun. It's like watching the mileage roll over. It doesn't really do a lot, but it was kind of neat. Yeah. So thank you a million times to all of you who have listened to all of these many times. Uh, and if you want to help us reach our next million, you can still become a meat buddy. There's always room in the pipe and in Meatburg. You just more of you will become evil as other people join. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's only you could do it for as low as a dollar a month, uh, or as high as a million dollars a month. But uh, it's sort no one's giving us a million works. dollars a month. <laughs> Most people no, are much no, probably a one-time a million dollars yeah. would be enough. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna build a, a build grant. a new barn for all these thoroughbreds. Yeah, it just felt weird to say like as as low as and then not have a high end. No, no, anyway, no. we encourage you. You know, if you're feeling the love to to support us in that way, but also just uh, you know keep listening. Tell people, review us, like, yeah. you know, uh, enjoy the me. show. <laughs> Tweet specifically <laughs> at Tanya. <laughs> Tanya at the Tanya best. Yeah. She always likes when people tweet and say that you're the same person because apparently she says that to a lot of people. What? You say that to everybody. I'm the same person? Yeah, you're like, get out of my head. We're the same person. I don't. We have all these. You just have something in common with everybody. I have something it's in common with several, to watch you work. several key people. It's a love of chili. It's a love chili. But if you tweet me about how much you love Pay It Forward, then we won't be the same. No. Oh, or that you, your favorite segment is uh, King of Bullshit Mountain. Yeah, or that you love when cheese is somewhat melted, but not all the way melted. And you still see the shapes. <laughs> cheese shapes. Yeah. No one likes cheese shapes. Uh, anyway, so that is all. Also, uh, we don't say this often enough, but if you were to review us on iTunes, that really does help out. So if you haven't done that, we'd love to get some more uh, reviews. And hopefully that helps other people discover the show. We believe that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but enough about us. Thanks, Sarah, for being here. Yeah. Well, let me. Oh, I, thank you guys. I know how to close the show, Chris. You don't have to. You don't have to push oh, me around. Yeah. Ooh, uh, everyone, thank me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Uh, what's go- how's Meridian doing? What's going on with Meridian? Oh, we're great. We are uh, performing at the beautiful new IO Theater in Chicago every yeah. Thursday night at 8.30 with uh, Ooh, that's a, a good couple slot. of other teams. Yeah, it's super fun. And um, we bring treats for our fellow performers and have a big old party every Thursday night at 8.30. So, super fun. Uh, please, if you are go in the Chicago area and you want some comedy, please stop by. Yeah, and I know, I've seen the stats. I know some of you are in the Chicagoland area, so go see Meridian. Yeah, what are you doing not watching Meridian right now? Well, it's I, not Thursday Well, we're not performing right now, but if you're listening to this on Thursday night, go right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter. You can keep up with her there. Also, uh, she posts really fun craft projects on Tumblr. 
I do, yes, from Hello Giggles. If you are into some empowering lady stuff, <laughs> there. Uh, you could also be into just like crafty things. You don't have to empower you anybody. Can too, but if you want to go outside of my crafting things that I post, which are empowering in their own way, um, the whole website has lovely other things. I, I just don't. I just don't want our white guys who listen to this to feel like they can't also craft. No, Hello I Giggles want- is awesome. There's nothing non-white guy about empowering women. Well, no, that's true. Yes, but if you're well like, said. Woo! Totally true. That's not what I meant. I just mean, like, if you're like, I need to go do this craft project to empower myself, but you're already empowered, you could also do the craft. I think crafting is always well. empowering, no matter who you are. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's true. Exactly. I'm, we're, I'm painting we're the, the same base person, right Tanya. now. You're painting a face. The flower, the power's gone to my head. Wow. <laughs> you can paint anything. So, defeat the patriarchy with popsicle sticks. Uh, yep. that Sarah's going to help you do that. At Sarah Hathaway. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. It's always such a pleasure. yeah. Thank you, guys. And thanks, Paul. Yeah. And we'll talk to you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Alex? Alex? Where'd you go? I'm just doing this new thing where I hide after. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. From nothing, nothing, nothing.